So welcome to Unsigned 5 and 8. I'm here with Jordan Withers of Poison Noises. Um, I guess, what, is it just Poison Noises? Or is it Poison yeah, Noises Pedals? Just, yeah, like, we just say Poison Noises. I mean, we used to say, it like, we referred to, like, Poison Noises Audio, because, like, maybe we'll do something besides Pedals one day. Right, you know right. what I mean? Here we are, like, three and a half years later. Like, <laughs> so you're just sticking with the Poison right, Noises. Right now, yeah, we're just saying Poison Noises. Is usually nice. And noises. for those who don't know, um, you make guitar pedals yeah 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 I, we uh we've been doing this like i said we've been doing it for about four years three three and a half years i guess technically we started uh officially during january of 2020 i think that's our official established date it's a great um, time to start a business yeah it's, you know it's really funny too. i mean like because at the time i was i was running the the guitar center over in albany and so like you know the state of the world hadn't completely, you know, flipped ass over <laughs> end at that point. Yeah, right. I was like, I, had, I was like, in that in that January too. I like they flew me out there, like out to California and stuff like that. Oh, and wow. like we're seeing like the future of what Guitar Center will be. You know what I mean? And all these things. And then all of a sudden, like, like you know, like two six months weeks later, later, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you know, so we always talk about it. Um, you know, my my uh, my main partner in all this is is uh, Connor, who actually ran that Guitar Center before me. And his birthday was uh, March fourteenth. Or still is March 14th. Right. Was March 14th, right? Still is March 14th. And I remember I drove up to Connecticut because he lives out in Hartford. And uh, we went like bowling and like ate like a bunch of finger foods and like, you know, like pretty much all the most disgusting ways you could like share germs with like, <laughs> right. a, like a group of people. And then like literally we all like crashed at his house, like, you know, hung over the next morning and we all like look at the news and we're like, Oh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, right. We might be the problem. You know what I mean? Like this we're like crazy. in the early montage of a zombie movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, this right is now. the flashback you know? sequence, yeah, right? Fuck. Totally. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's about that's about when we started. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's you know guitar pedals, bass pedals. We got people plug keyboards into them. A couple dudes found ways to run their voices into them. It's like you know, musicians are creative, man. You know, we just say pedals at this point. You know what I mean? People plug whatever they want into whatever they want and make new stuff all the time. So right. And you brought a demo board, and what I will do um, for those listening is I'll, I'll basically attach a photo of like all the pedals to like the cool, Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and whatever so that people can get a look at it but um, I guess you know like I am a musician myself I am like creative but like I what you know when I first started hearing poison noises like people talking about making custom guitar pedals and like shit I was like I don't even understand how the, like you know what I mean? Like, the, so I guess maybe give a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. a so, little layman's term. Sure. So <laughs> like, the, the custom thing is so it's funny because the custom thing was like something we talked about a lot in the beginning. And then now it's become more of a it's become a bigger part of the model right now, just because like when we first started, it was like, you know, you got to keep in mind, I, I went into a lot of this with just like really rudimentary knowledge about how circuits actually worked. I mean, I like went to school for it and stuff, but in terms of like when you really start sinking your teeth in into like the stuff that people actually buy and use, not just the stuff that works, you right, know what I mean? Right. Like it, it, things kind of start changing. So by like the second year, we had something like over 20 pedals like designed and like on the market like you could buy them off the website and that was like a lot you know what i mean for like such a short period of time um and our, our catalog was actually pretty um overwhelming i think for a lot of people and but you know the real problem is i call this a problem but it's like you know i love to make things i love to come up with new things and like very often i'm like calling Connor or whoever with just like some half-baked idea at two o'clock in the morning and I'm just like, what do you think about this? And like, I think you should go to bed, you know, but it's like that happens 
you know, probably more often than I'd like to admit. But um, so, you know, what we've been kind of leaning into, you're right, is like more of like kind of these these custom small batch things. Because for one, people love small batch stuff in the pedal community. They're collectible. They're fun. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you, you know, you go and look at someone else's board. You're like, ooh, what's that? You know, and then, you know, sometimes you're even trading stuff with, with each other and whatever. And, and the, you know, the limited run small batch stuff just gets people excited for stuff on, on another level and sometimes maybe even influences what pedals they play and what pedals they don't. And again, like I said, I have all these these ideas that we don't, I don't want to say we don't have like the time or the or the efforts to put into it, but like all these things that like, oh, I would have loved to have made that a mainline pedal. Instead going in and just like finding some cool local band and being like, you know, what do you guys think about, you know, this sound? Does this go with your guys' salami? And I'll go catch like a set of somebody. Like, oh, I think you'd like this. And then, you know, we play stuff, we tinker with it. And I'm like, what do you say we just put your band's logo on it? We make like, you know, somewhere between like 10 and 30 of them. You know, right. I sell them to you guys for like, you know, you know, like basically cost, you know what I mean? Plus like, you know, whatever cost, you know, to manufacture. And then you guys sell them as merch and I get some cool exposure. You get some cool exposure. We get to do a fun thing. And at the end of the day, like we all get pedals, you know, what I mean? right, which is right, like, right. which like everybody's excited about, you know, everybody, everybody gets a new toy. Yeah. It's funny. It, so. Cause like as a bass player, I don't like, I plug into usually like just whatever, yeah, yeah, like, totally. you know, I'm like, as long as there's a low end, I don't really fuck with pedals that much. And like, I try, you know, I try to, and I'd like to, but like both of my guitarists are like, huge pedal nerds like, oh, I, like spaceship guys where they got like the whole floor well not, not i mean not quite like it yeah, keeps yeah. it but like that demo board that you got there is that's, that too big that's about like what both oh, okay. of their that's about like <laughs> yeah, what like, both of their pedals dude like. i yeah. i there was one point where i told you we had like over 20 pedals and i had oh, them wow. all on one board like it actually that was a real thing that it did exist yeah. for a little while like they really like their pedals and i actually a lot of the times i'll, I'll find uh memes of like you know oh, pedal yeah. oh, pedal boards that are like ridiculous yeah i like sending them to that yeah, but um, so when you say, you know, because obviously uh, this is like a, a local podcast and I guess people who may not know have have at this point heard that you work with a lot of like local bands, sure. a lot of five and eight bands to develop the sounds. Um, and then, you know, obviously small batch stuff, which and it's funny when you said like, you know, people love the small batch because that's just such a. Like something about even when you say just like small or limited, yeah, yeah, right. Like there's was, yeah. something in like Ka-ching, especially like right. I'm like a, you know a little bit of a like you know as a 50 year old dude with with uh, action figures on yeah, my fucking shelf. All your stuff you have up you know here, what right? I mean? Clearly like you're into collectibles. I'm into like collectibles. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like as soon as you hear something like that, there's just like a part of my little like monkey brain that's like ah, uh-huh? right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I, I collect a lot of. I mean, I collect records. You know, I collect my my thing for for gear is I only allow myself to buy red guitars now is like that's the rule I made for myself about like four or five years ago and it's really curbed you know my frivolous spending on guitars which is but not as much as you would think no. like, like red is like kind of like oh it's not like a rare color but not everything comes uh, right, in red but right. you best believe when it does that yeah, I go well, orange pretty... orange is yeah, my thing yeah and like, yeah yeah and, it, and it's, people always like will point out orange things but I always say it's orange is my accent color oh, that's good. I like the black yeah, but yeah I, sure you know go. it's, it's gotta give you the colors, Halloween vibe yeah, yeah right for but sure. uh, then there's some people like uh james from seas atlantis yeah. he's got that orange guitar yeah and then yeah, when yeah. i see that i'm like i am so 
fucking jealous of that guitar, sure. man. I don't like, see a lot of red ones. It's funny. It's like I always love it when it's in like bands that I love. You know, like I'm a, one of my favorite bands is Manchester Orchestra. I, I love that band so much. And he's got Andy Hull from that band, who also is a he's a crook user. He uses one of my pedals. Oh no, um, yeah, that was pretty Fuck groundbreaking for me. Ass, you can yeah. imagine. I got to, I got to watch him use it at the House of Blues from the front row in Boston. And I was just like, this is it. This is like if the if the company imploded tomorrow, like we're fine. Like, you know. But he's got like a red telly that like is like the right red because i like i like my cars to look i might my cars my guitars to look like race cars is what i like, I like them to be like like big Sleek bright yeah yeah, yeah like and... my strat is like literally it's, it's called like torino red it has like a big <laughs> racing stripe on it you know what i mean i like them look i like my guitars to look like i pulled them out of a toy box you know what i mean <laughs> or it's like like it's like a, the lego representation of like what a guitar should look like you know what i mean like if you asked a six-year-old to draw to draw a guitar like that's it's the perfect, guitar i want you know I, mean? I mean like so. just the room you're sitting in now if you asked a six-year-old to right. design a garage they'd be like that would be <laughs> right right that's what it looks like i want you know? christmas lights and i want disco lights and i want a fog machine that's and I so want funny. a Ms. Pac-Man machine, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny, too. I, honestly, there's a lot of cool guitars in, in the local scene, too. Like, it, it's funny you go, you know, I've, I've lived in a couple of different places, and I travel a lot. Literally, I just got back last night at, like, 2 a.m. I was over in, um, I was over in, uh, Quincy, Mass. I was going to see Sunny Day Real Estate, Modest oh, nice. Mouse, which was joy. So if that's, that's if nice. my voice sounds extra gravelly today, it's because I was <laughs> seeing Sunny Day Real Estate for the first time. So, but I got my green tea, so we'll maybe it'll get better as <laughs> as it goes through the day. But you go to all these different cities, you see different people play, and it's like you see a lot of the same, like you know, black strats and gold top Les Pauls and like whatever. It's like for some reason around here, um, in this local scene, it's like people with a lot of weird shit. You know what I mean? Which is cool. I love that. I like to think that has something to do with like the music stores around here. You know what I mean? Like I think they really kind of they push for the weird stuff sometimes right, too right. you know um especially like in the in the troy scene that's what i notice a lot like the guitar stores there like um tj over at love of fuzz who's who's a homie he's he's always got like weird vintage stuff that you'd never thought you'd see or hold in person and then like uh peter over at collar city he'll be like you know here's this guitar brand that's like been around for like 10 15 years that you you've heard of but you've never really given it a chance you know what i mean and, and he'll like introduce you to stuff like that and like here's why this is better you know what i mean and here's why you should try this and here's why you shouldn't just like you know be a slave to the to the brand loyalty or right. whatever and i think that really does not just influence what guitars we see on stages like we're talking about right now but i think obviously the kinds of sounds that you're getting out of the local bands around here which is pretty substantial you know that's what we were just talking about before the the um before we started recording this is that like there are there's so many local bands like in, in the town yeah. around here like there really really are it's crazy and 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 there's like even like different scenes within like you know, an hour or so of each other. Yeah, like that's not something sure. you get everywhere. You right. know what I mean? So I think we're really fortunate to have that, you know? And, and one of the things I found, you know, around here is like all the genres that tend to work well together because it's sure. more about personalities than like what yeah. kind of music. And know? it's mostly high energy stuff, which oh, is yeah. cool. You know what I mean? Even when it's like the weird dreamy shoegazy kind of stuff, like people <laughs> are like moving around on stage. I mean, I got nothing against shoegazy. I, 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 I own a pedal yeah, company. Yeah. I'm fine with shoegazy. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like that, like I get it. Um, but it's like, it's not, I think, I don't want to say we take it for granted because I don't think we do. I think me and you have already discussed like how much we go see shows and like, and you play out a lot, you know what I mean? So it's like you, you talk about, you know, how fortunate we are to really have something like that. Like it's not everywhere, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think we are really, really lucky and, and we should take advantage of it and see as many local shows as we possibly can. Um, you know, I just moved in Detroit, both where I live and I moved, I, we have a shop now, like Poison Noises actually has like a building that's not just like a small room in my apartment. And uh, we moved into Troy and like literally just since I've been there, I walk down the hill and to downtown, I see like a show like, you know, every night I possibly can. And there's always something going on, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's not just like, oh, here's like, you know, 
the 17th guy playing Wonderwall, you know what I mean? Or whatever. It's like you go and you see like a local band yeah. who's like, you know, go, they're like, oh, this is our, you know, fourth EP release or something like that. And like, wow, you've like been here. You know what I mean? Like you've been playing and, and you, you have, you, you're, you have a sound, you, you're, you're establishing yourself and this is, you know, it's interesting. It's new. It's unique. It's fun. It's inviting. It's like all the right things you need in a local scene. Yeah. You inviting know? is, you know, cause it's, you see new bands popping up all the time. Totally. And like I've seen, you know, bands or like heard bands have been like, wow, you know, how long have you guys been doing that? And they'll right. be like three months, you know, and it's like, what? And they're so like, crazy. yeah, like we just got together and wrote a couple songs, recorded it, you know, and it's like, that's the other thing, too, is that like it's not a scene where you have to be established no. and you have to like build up. You can just pop in and right. be like, hey, cool. Let's so, you know, it's, you know? it, it's funny because, too, because like because everyone's so cool with each other, sometimes you get like those quote unquote like uh, local super groups, you know what I mean? I mean, right, where it's just like right. someone wants to see someone else's, someone else's band and they're like, we should play something together. And that's where you get those bands that like sound like they've been playing together for decades, but then like they've only been playing for a couple of weeks. And you're like, yeah, this, you got, yeah. you figured it out. Right. That was like, yeah. that was a good call. You know, yeah. so it's, um, it's got a lot of, a lot of moving parts. But it, I mean, and that's why I'm doing like, you know, this podcast yeah. out of my garage. I mean, garage, that's got to be great I'm for content like, for you, right? You know what yeah. I mean? To be able to, and there's to, zero how, like how many shortage. Are you on now? I'm on this one. I'll probably, this one I believe will be 90 or oh, wow. 90. Cool. Oh, cool. So you're about to break the triple digits. Yeah, about but to, but about to break triple like, digits. Yeah. And you're probably not even close to scratching the surface. Oh, not even. I mean, and it's right? funny because, like, sometimes I'll build up shows where, like, I have, you know, five or six recorded. Sure. And then when those start getting low and I have no one lined up at all, them, right? like, I don't even sweat it. Right. I literally, I'm just like, all right, well, let me see. Who can that? And there's like 30 fucking names that come up yep, of yep. like, you know. I got, I got a back catalog of that with like pedal ideas too, you know what I mean? Right. Stuff I've just been thinking about for years, you know what I mean? I'm like, I yeah. could just do that. And we there's a lot of the out, times you know? like, you know, you'll make a connection with someone and we'll try to do something and then shit happens and it's like, you know. Right. No, then, no, totally. You know, stuff, stuff falls through. I mean, I'll tell you right now, like I had to do this kind of really big pivot um, this summer. You know, I had a lot of life changes happening. Obviously, like I moved and we and we got the shop put together and everything. And like all these things happened to me all at once. And then like simultaneously, I had, I hate saying like big name projects, but like, you know, uh, let's just say outside of like the local scene where like I have to, call someone's manager instead of like calling the band right, you know right, it's not right. like i'm like come to my shop and have a beer it's like you know i gotta call someone and they might be in another country it's like that that kind of a project and i had like four or five of those that were like in progress and then sometime in the middle of the summer all of those projects like we have this coming up we have this coming up we have we have to postpone all of these and i was just like oh that kind of sucks when you're a small business you know yeah, what i mean it's yeah, like yeah. And, and like you know but it's kind of always been the way it is. You know what I mean? If, if I have some kind of a, a problem, let's say like if I need to shake out the couch cushions for loose change, you know what I mean? Not the first time I've done it in my life. You know what I mean? But like when it comes to uh, projects like that, you know, you're, there's, there's a lot of money that goes into the front end investment of it stuff. So we have like all these stocks sitting on shelves. I'm like, I can't really move this yet because I got to wait till these guys are ready and figure this out and blah, blah. And so there's like all these projects that got like backed up all at the same time. And I remember just like, you know, talking to other people in the industry. Cause I got a lot of people that are just like, you know, titans of pedals that are just really cool. Also very inviting, very friendly, give great advice, you know? And, and I was like, what do you do in a situation like that? And they're like, it's time to pivot. It's time. You just, you do your new thing. Like you need to figure something else right. out. And I was like, okay. And then I started doing more of these small batch collab things. Um, and like I said, you know, we don't, it's not, you know, it's not like a huge investment on, on the band's part. We're not asking for like thousands and thousands of dollars to like go and make a custom pedal um, happen for a band, you know, but it's like, it's just enough where it's like my bills get paid. We 
get to do something cool for the band, you know? And also, I've like I said, I'm no stranger to looking for extra money. I know what it's like to be in a band and not have money, right. you know what right. I mean? So, like, we do this in a means that, like, bands can afford it, you know what I mean? And, like, I'd like to think I still have some kind of a grasp on how much money bands don't make out here anymore, you know what I mean? But, um, but... If you don't, I know. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Sure. Let me put it this way: everyone's everyone so far has been like, "Yep, we can make that work." You know what I mean? Uh, and like, yeah. that's why I do batches like as small as ten for some of these local things, because like you know, ten pedals at like you know a uh, what would be like a retailer a dealer value, like what I would sell it to like you know the other stores around here, like Parkway or or, or you know even Guitar Center or anything like that. What I would sell to those people is like what I sell them to the bands for, and then like. You know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's this really cool thing. They get this fun piece of merch. And, you know, I mean, like, how many people get, like, a signature pedal before they're signed to, like, a label or something like that? Nobody. But also, like, <laughs> like they get thing. to pull in a little bit of extra cash, right. too. I mean, right. and don't get me wrong. There's people who literally just take the value I sell it to them for and they just sell it to their fans like I that. would They're, probably I yeah, was as yeah, you're right. thinking I was like I would do the same thing yeah, yeah, like, like, just you, like, actually I'll tell you this normally works which is really funny is if they're like a small I don't mean small and like the size of the band I mean small like they don't have like an, an enormous following um, if they order like the small batch of like 10 usually they like keep three for themselves and then sell the other seven so that they can make up the cost for what they right. pay and they're like we got three free pedals and like usually that works out really well you know that's kind of just that has been the way that it goes yeah my, my um, gears are turning now yeah right for sure yeah yeah no and it's, and it's funny too because like some of the bands find me um some of the bands um sometimes i just like walk into a show you know what I mean? I'm just like, I like that band. I got to give them a card and then they follow up with me or whatever. And like, you know, and there's certain ones like I go after and stuff too. But um, what's going to be really cool is, you know, unfortunately can't drop a ton of names about it, but like there's these really big acts that I'm about to do some signature stuff with. And it's going to be crazy to see like that band's name next to like this local band in Albany. Like they both have a signature pedal. Like, you know what I mean? And that's so cool to me. And I have this, um, I was just saying this, I was at a show. There's this cool, cool venue. It's like a house venue over in Clifton park, which is nuts. Cause I've never heard of a house venue in Clifton park before. I think it's called makeout reef is what they call it. Oh yeah. I've um, that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's um, one of, I think one of the guys who lives there is Dom from Scotchka. And I recorded their first EP like forever ago. Um, and I've always been trying. I think we're going to try and do some kind of signature pedal at some point. Yeah, we haven't really worked it out. But um, I was walking around that party. Um, you know, party was a show, but it's a party. It's a house, you know. <laughs> I'm like walking around and I'm like talking to people who are like in bands and telling them this idea I have. I'm like, I just love the idea that like you go to a show and maybe there's like a pedal board on stage that has like six different signature pedals all from different bands in the area. You know what I mean? And like that everyone around here just like has one and you like trade them like Pokemon cards. And it's just like, you know, and everybody's just like, oh, I liked that band. Do they do a Poison Noises pedal? Like that right. could be like a question that's in your head and they could just be like, cool, because I want to get that band sound. I want to take it home with me. Okay. And to have it be something that's that accessible and, and you know, and, you know, not for nothing, how many towns have a person, uh, you know, not to like, you know, sound pretentious or anything, but have a person like me in it that can just like make stuff like this. Like there's not a lot of opportunities for, 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 you know, for people to just like have their own signature pedal. And this community has been really cool to me for me starting up and, and people have been really supportive and buying my stuff. And I also just love the scene. I would love to in any capacity I can just give back, even if that's just doing cool, fun collaboration pedals with these people. So that's what we've been doing for like the past couple of months. That was the pivot. That is what we did. And it's been great like literally on all fronts like everybody seems happy um you know i'm still able to afford food so that's cool <laughs> you know that's good i can still eat pizza every day 
and uh, and I get to kind of have an outlet for some of these creative ideas that I've just had for a really long time. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been really really cool. Um, one of the ones we're working on, we were just talking about a few of them uh, earlier. Um, one of the ones I'm really excited about that I finally I'll probably be assembling the entire batch today. Funny enough, because I already started on them last night. Um, but today being what is it, August twentieth or whatever. But you know we. Uh, um, I work with this band, um, E Block, who they've been like following our stuff since like we started, and they've always been really cool and supportive, liking and sharing just about everything. Um, you know what I mean? That 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 we've done, and they kept reaching out to me. Until one day, they were just like, "Hey, man, we're playing this show here. We would like you to come to it and just see the show." And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." That's also like a cheat code, by the way. If you ever just tell me you have a show somewhere and it's in like the greater five one eight area, like if like you know. Not for nothing. I make my own hours for the most part. Just like, <laughs> and those hours I make for myself are usually like I'm making pedals between three a.m. and like eight a.m. Like that's usually when I'm doing it. So it's like if you give me a call and say, "Hey, my band's playing this show," I'll probably show up nice. and we can talk about. It. That's usually how it goes. That's what I like to do, especially if it's in Troy and I can like walk down or something like that. But anyways, they call me out. I hadn't actually seen the band. I'd obviously seen their performances like on social media and stuff like that. Um, but they were really, really tight. I think it was at Parish. Was Parish Poorhouse, Public Poor? I can't remember what it's called. One of those places in Albany, and uh, and I went out there and and caught the set, and it was electric. People were just dancing and moving. And I was like, yeah. And I walked up after. I'm like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about a signature pedal because I think I got an idea, and that's this one that I have. Uh, that's third on the board over here, which we'll share pictures of it later. It's uh, it's called the email. And it's an envelope filter that's got like nice. also has a rat distortion in it, so you can like one click turn on an envelope into like this really like high gain gnarly like you know distortion tone, and it's rad. It's really really cool. And they already had my Postman, I'm pretty sure, which was my my you know the regular Poison Noises brand envelope filter. Um, and we talked about this and we hashed it out. And I think I think they are they might have already pre sold all of them. I'm not sure, but like they got they did a batch of ten of them. So um, I'll be excited to go and hand those things to those guys pretty much as soon as I can, but it's rad. It's a rad pedal, and everyone should definitely check it out. And you should check out E-Block also. Yeah. That was what we were going to talk about before. Well, but. actually, why don't we... Uh... We we could play an E block tune right let's now. Do it. Yeah, We've yeah. got their their latest latest single calling is out. So let's listen to calling um, E block, and then we'll be right back to talk to Jordan Withers of Poison Noises. I'm not falling on another shooting star that burns out running 
All right, so that was calling uh, the E Block, and uh, I'm here with Jordan Withers of Poison Noises, who you just made a, a signature E Block yeah, pedal. Yeah. It's an envelope filter called Email, and you've done you know pedals for a bunch of bunch of uh, other local bands, and I'm sure there's more to come. And I, I personally, you know, like I said, I don't do my research. So like yeah, I'm sure, not, right. I'm not like, all right, well, why I'm would you find I'm out. Here. Yeah, you just right. ask me now. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> right. I'm just going to ask you right now. How do you, like, like, how do you come up with, I guess, the sounds, and how do you physically create, like, the board, like, the circuit, the sure. circuitry stuff, the, yeah, like, sure. the, the nerdy shit, I so, guess. Right, oh, like, trust me, I'll talk about the nerdy <laughs> shit to great lengths. Um, so, there's something really interesting about pedals, um, and because and, I get asked this question all the time, it's, and it's kind of a hard thing to explain. It's like, you know, asking someone, like, how they learned, like, another language or something like that. But it's like, um, you know, I did go to school um, for audio engineering, and there was, like, a couple of minor classes that were in audio electronics also that I did really well in. And it was never something I thought I was going to make a career out of. I just wanted to record bands because I've always just wanted to do – I've always just wanted to be some kind of local band support in some way. You know hey, what I mean? Like that's Just kinda, like me. Yeah, right. That's just like, you know, I, I knew I always wanted to do something like that. And I love making music also. So, like, anything I do for local bands, I can also do for myself. But when it came to um, audio electronics, there was something really interesting about pedals, and that is, um, one, you can't copyright a circuit, which is an interesting thing to think about, because normally, like, you invent anything, and you can patent it, you can trademark, you can do whatever you gotta do, and with, you know, circuits, essentially, what you're looking at is, like, a math problem. Like, at the end of the day, you can't, you know, you can't put your stamp on a math problem and say, that's mine, and... When you look at some of the, like the first early pedals, it was usually either because something broke right. and they liked the way it sounded, or like someone looked at a data sheet for like a part and it said like this is how you use it, and then they built it, and then like you know, and then their company took off. So the farther down the line you go, like we're looking at pedals. I think the first pedals like sometime around like 1963, I think is when it happened. So like you start looking at like what pedals have done like over those decades, and everything is just kind of like you know the next step over you know the the advancement, the evolution of of whatever the last previous thing was, and all that information is very readily accessible on the internet. You know what I mean? So, like, you start looking, like, originally, like, one of the first things I made was a fuzz, and I literally just, like, looked up. It's so I literally have it tattooed on my hand. Like, it's like, this is, like, this is the one that, like, started the company. You know what I mean? Funny enough. And I just got this in, like, I had, like, a manic trip where I ran out and disappeared to, like, Puerto Rico for, like, a week, and this is one of the things I had done while I was there. But I went to... You know, I went. I just went online, and I'm just like looking at fuzz circuits, and I'm like, "What's the simplest fuzz circuit that like I can find on the internet?" And I found a, kind of like a rough schematic. This, and you start like changing values and 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 playing with different parts, and you make everything your own. And I made this, and it was actually out of like an argument that I had with my roommate at the time that like he had there was some like two hundred dollar fuzz pedal or something that he wanted. I'm like, we could build that for under a dollar. You know what I mean? Because I knew what parts costed back then. Uh, just for also clarification, pedals do not cost a dollar to make. Right. This this one particular <laughs> circuit with no enclosure, a spiderweb, you know, nest of components in my hand that looked like garbage, that cost us a dollar, not including shipping. <laughs> and I was like, can we do it? The answer was, of course we can. We put it together and fired it up, and it sounded great. And now. I approach things in a couple of different ways. I will sometimes look at parts and see what they can do and figure out, um, you know, what extremes I can take them to, what sounds good, what sounds good to my ear specifically. And then sometimes I look at, like, other people's pedals. I'm like, what's that guy doing? I'm like, oh, that was a good idea. Like, all right, so here's, here's a really good example of me landing the plane with this whole how do I do it is I have um, right next to me right now I have – um, it's technically unreleased, but we're going to do it very soon anyway, so I have no problem talking about it. But we're doing a new version of the Knuckle Sandwich, which was um, our Tube Screamer pedal, which is... Tube Screamer is probably the most popular pedal of all time, right? So um, 
that pedal has been around since what? I think it's like 81, 82, something like that. The tube screaming. I'm usually better with the dates for this stuff. I feel like I'm doing a bad job, but I'm usually <laughs> good at my pedal history. Um, but uh, this, this pedal has been copied and cloned and, and changed like a million times, probably more than any other pedal in history. And people have made entire businesses and careers out of it. So like what I did is I took like a regular TS-808 circuit um, which again, readily available on the internet. You just go and look up that schematic. It's there. Like the map to build it is there. And then I started thinking about what all my favorite parts were from other people's builds that were into it. And this is not how I do everything with every pedal, but this was one that was really easy to do it with because there's been so many. So like I know um, Paul Cochran who makes the Timmy, which is a really famous version of a Tube Screamer had a really interesting bass control on it. So, like, I took a part of that and I put it into this pedal. And then um, Jamie Stillman over at Earthquaker has his version of it called um, the Plumes. And the Plumes does some really interesting things with, like, it runs uh, internally at 18 volts and it has um, different diode switches, like, clipping positions that are really, really good. So, like, I made mine, mine can run at 9 or 18, um, depending on how you supply it. And then I also put that diode switch in there. And then there's um, uh, the Voodoo Labs, uh, I believe, I think it's the Sparkle Drive is what it was called. Um, had a really good clean blend on there. So then I look at that guy's schematic and then, like, you're kind of taking all these pieces and you figure out, like, how can I put this all together in a way and does it work? And truthfully, nine times out of ten, the answer is no. You know what I mean? And it's kind of just trial and error. You figure stuff out. This is this is the one out of ten time where right. it did like where it did actually work. And you know, one thing people like half complain, half get excited about with my stuff is I do so many versions of stuff. Like our our cornerstone pedal is the Crook. I'm on version five of that pedal in in about three years. And the reason that happens is because I'm never satisfied and I'm always tinkering with things. So like um, version five of the Crook is a wildly different pedal than what the first one was, which is cool because you can still like have both and get different sounds out of them. But that pedal is so far removed from anything from its original design, from what I was looking at before. It, it like can't even be recognized if you if you put, like put it on a map. So um, in terms of the actual manufacturing process, it's like I draw out PCBs in a program. Um, a printed circuit board and then I you know they come to me from like Taiwan I think is where ours come from right now and then I I populate them all by hand and I, I solder everything together you know um, by myself I have I have Connor over in, in Connecticut he'll build crooks with me sometimes but pretty much everything else is built locally here in Troy um, and then you know we get you know, I draw the art for everything. We have it drilled, powder coated and and printed over this this company um, called Tata which is like like they are just like, if you build DIY pedals, you order stuff from TATOT. Like, there's nothing special. We don't have, like, any special manufacturers. It's all stuff anybody could do. And um, you snap everything together. You put it in a box. You know what I mean? You start going to the local stores. You start trying to figure out who needs what. And, like, the process now for us is, like, so streamlined. I always, The number is constantly changing. But I can build a crook right now just because I've built hundreds and hundreds of them at this point. I can build a crook in like 30 minutes now, which is like crazy <laughs> to think about that. Like I can just sit down and do that, which helps keep our cost really low. You know what I mean? Cause like at the end of the day, these are, these are handmade pedals. You right. know what I mean? And it's not like, you know, and all, all the components are, you know, nothing surface mounted yet. Maybe sometime in the future when we're making them by the thousands, we'll have to do that. Um, but everything is still made by hand and, and, and tested as such. And, and to be able to do that on a level where I'm not selling pedals for like 300 bucks a piece, is like, awesome it's so cool to be able to have pedals are expensive as shit dude and like honestly they just keep getting more and more expensive we had a little bit of a price increase with our stuff coming in this year and like definitely some people kind of flinched at it for sure but it's like you know yeah yeah go do your thing um is it cool if i keep talking is that all right right. (laughs) cool just making sure so um you know when it came to um you know we had we had a little bit of a price increase uh this with this new round of pedals that we had coming out and um 
some people definitely kind of flinched at it for sure, just because like we used to be those guys who like, you know, sell you a really good hand wired pedal for like a hundred bucks, but eventually that just didn't become feasible anymore because after the entire world turned, you know, upside down, like parts got more expensive. Um, you know, just like the amount of time we have to spend to, to make the pedals as they became more intricate, you know, it obviously increased. Um, we ended up having, you know, better enclosures, ones that were actually, um, like powder coated professionally and UV printed and, and actually looked like real deal pedals and everything. And, um, to be able to give people that quality of a product, you know, costs a little bit more than it used to cost, you know what I mean? But then you go and look at people, um, in the same industry who are even getting parts from the same places and you see like pedals, like we were just talking about, like sometimes you see pedals as high as like $300, you know, or you see them for, you know, even more than that. I know there's one that's like, I think it's a, I don't want to say any names. There's one pedal out there that's like that's like really that was really popular last year. I was looking. It was a thousand dollar pedal, Jesus and it, and it like had a lot of really cool bells and whistles. But I just remember looking at that. I'm like, that's a guitar, man. You know, like yeah. that's crazy. Like me personally, would I buy a thousand dollar pedal? It would have to be a pretty cool pedal. But it's like you know, I I'm also a little jaded now because if there's something I want, <laughs> I just make it. You know what I mean? But um, you know, it's, and 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 to be able to not only manufacture that level of a product at that price point, but to do like custom small batch jobs for local bands is so cool to still be able to yeah. do and and i want to take advantage of that for as long as i can because right now i have a little bit of time on my hands like i said there's a lot of projects that got backed up you know so like i'm just going to shows i'm looking for for more people to work with you know what i mean and and you know if anybody's interested you know for jordan at poisonnoises.com send me an email you know like tell me about your show tell me like wherever you know whatever you guys might be interested in see if we can work something out but um you know another really cool one we're working on right now that I have here and it's actually not labeled. It just got like tape on it for the parameters. So I remember <laughs> what they are. It's funny. I actually built the first one, like real one of these, like literally five minutes before I walked out the door and drove here, which I'm really wow, excited about. Nice. But there's this, uh, like super cool hardcore band that I just like stumbled upon in Troy one night called halo bite. Um, and, I reached out to them and one of the guitar players already knew me. We've like spoken over the years. Um, and, um, I just thought they were really good. My favorite part of that show, actually, there's, there's a small side note on that. I'll never forget the singer, um, had a, she had a broken leg or like a cast on her leg or something like that. Cause like, she just got messed up at like another show beforehand. And, um, she had like these real like deep guttural like <laughs> kind of screams going on. And I was like, this is badass. And at one point she like, <laughs> they go the uh this might be the least like hardcore thing I've ever said in my life, but does anybody in the crowd have an inhaler? I like literally <laughs> someone like popped up and like gave them an inhaler and they and like and I was like, wow, that is that is and I was like, Grr! you know, what I mean? like, right after, like just like like right into a song. I'm like, well, as an asthma yeah, kid, I yeah, can appreciate right, that right, like, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. And that was honestly the moment where I walked up to them. I think I gave them my card that night. I'm pretty sure, and then reached out to them later. I'm like, we got to do something. Nice. So we ended up doing this really cool take on a rat, which is I love rats rats are like my favorite like uh distortion tone and um you know we put like a cool active eq in it and it's got this one weird knob on it that we call style which is like a uh it's like this weird combination of like controlling the clipping the how hard the the signal clips and like also how hard like the feedback on it is biased so it's got like it's like woolier and sputtery it's like a really hard thing to explain but you know what i'm talking about like sometimes you just like come up with stuff and you're just like i don't even know what to call this if this right. a style knob like i don't know like you just like start throwing words at it but um i don't know when they're gonna do this one uh i'm not positive yet but i do know that those will probably all probably have all those built by tomorrow nice. um and uh they're doing another batch they're doing a batch of 10 also so if anybody's interested you know definitely hit up the the halo bite dude and, and and reach out to them and, and figure that out but uh 
Maybe we could play a song by them also, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah we try totally to find, should. Try to find something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So let's listen to uh, Safety Net from Halo Bite, and then we'll be right back to wrap it up with Jordan Withers of Poison Noises. So that was Safety Net, uh, Halo Bite. And uh, Jordan, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come up here and talk shop and bring up some of your uh, pedals so I can get some uh, get get a better idea of what's going on there. And I think I, I think I might talk to you about maybe doing it. Hey, doing dude, it, let me know for sure. Definitely you show yeah. me your band before. It sounds like that's something that's kind of yeah, alley. Yeah, and, Usually and, and I've any... never used a bass pedal. So maybe, See, all right, maybe that's something I didn't mention time. before. I'm like primarily a bass player. Like That's what I do more than anything. If I'm like playing out with people, right. that's normally what I'm doing. And so everything I make is also made with the intention to work on mm. bass. I, I pay a lot of attention to low end control. Yeah, and how, we'll and how we'll definitely have to talk because I've never used a pedal. I just plug straight in and go low. Low end. We'll have, we'll, yeah, we'll have to make some noise for a little bit. Then. That's for sure. <laughs> nice. Um, so before you go, uh, like I do to all my guests, I just want to give you a chance to say what I call your gratitude. So uh, basically, the microphone's all yours. Cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I want to obviously shout out just all of the very, very cool local bands that have supported us through all this. I mean, like just going we just did gem fest like a few weeks ago and like to see all these people like come up to me after our third year of doing that and be like dude so cool to watch what you're doing like people are still following us and and and, and catching up on what we're doing it's really cool and like just as so much as it's inviting for bands to work with other bands and stuff to like be a part of that community and have people um be as supportive as they are not just like in coming up and and, and saying hi and, and talking to us but like buying the product and bringing it on stage and recommending it to everybody like it's more than we could have ever like possibly hoped would happen this quickly um and to be able to kind of you know try to pay that for with a working relationship and building pedals and stuff like that is something we're so excited to do. Um, you know, obviously everyone that 
you know, has supported us outside of even just the music community, just, you know, friends and, and everyone else who who's just kind of watched us do this. It's been very cool. There's been also, obviously, like, a lot of really big names that have, like, su been super helpful to us in, in spreading the word. And, you know, especially you know, even just, like, not even, like, famous musicians, but, like, people in the pedal community, you know, like like Josh from JHS having us on the show. That was obviously enormous. Um you know, and other pebble builders for just giving us advice and, and things like that throughout the years. Like it's been super, super cool. So, so yeah, but in terms of like, you know, thanking, thanking the locals, the, the five, one, eight folks, like I said, reach out to us. Like, you know, we, we literally, we're just, we were just at the Saratoga guitar show out there. We literally just had a sign. that was like, tell us about your band. <laughs> like, we just want to know, we just want to know what shows we should be going to. We want to know who would be interested in making pedals. Everybody has someone in their band that likes pedals. You know what I mean? It's like, we just, we want to do more of that. And like, while I have the time to do it over like the next couple of months like I really do just want to try to knock out as many of these projects as I can like if the idea that I could be doing like somewhere around like 20 local collaborations like in the period of a few months with just all 518 bands it's like the coolest fucking thing in the world to me yeah. like it really is to i really too, do love man. the idea you know <laughs> yeah. so, so oh, seriously yeah. reach out you know come come and visit the shop we're over now at um we're at 6 Brunswick Road. I think it's the only doorbell that works on that whole building. I'm pretty sure it goes right to me. So just go there. Uh, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram. Give give us a call. Our number's all over the place. You know, shoot me an email, like I said, at jordan at poisonnoises.com. And just be like, I want to come over and play some pedals and then talk about how we could make one of those have my band's logo on it. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's do it. Like, I'm usually just there all hours of the night being way too loud anyway. So nice. uh, open invitation to anyone that might be interested. Perfect. All right. Well, Jordan Withers, uh, Poison Noises, and I'll link you know to your Instagram and your your socials so cool. that people can easily find you. And uh, again, Jordan Withers, Poison Noises. I'm Andy Scullin of Unsigned Five One Eight. I'll see you on the road. Unsigned Five One Eight is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on Nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.